Here in Washington, President Biden is calling on Republicans to put the interest of the American people ahead of politics to support the Senate's bipartisan immigration deal, which appears to be falling apart. The House failed in its attempt to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over the border crisis. More than a thousand miles from the southern border where thousands more migrants sought to cross on Monday, House Republicans tried but failed to remove Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas from office. Literally, his job is to secure the homeland. And he's refusing to do it. They accused Mayorkas of failing to enforce immigration law and breaching the nation's trust. Is this really a high crime or misdemeanor? Well, I think, number one, I'm sick and tired of his lying. Democrats blasted the vote as an election year political ploy over a policy dispute to please Donald Trump. I would say it's a clown show, but that would be a disservice to actual working clowns. The impeachment would have stood no chance in the Democratic-controlled Senate, which would have blocked holding a trial, but it further inflamed a gridlock Congress. What the hell just happened? On the same day, a bipartisan bill to tighten border security and fund Ukraine was collapsing. The $118 billion plan limits who qualifies for asylum, hires more border agents, and allows the administration to nearly shutter the border when migrant crossings spike. Despite an endorsement from a National Border Patrol union, the bill, filled with Republican priorities, hemorrhaged Republican support. President Biden said Republicans were caving to appease the former president. It's time for Republicans in the Congress to show a little courage, to show a little spine. Well, now to the latest on that brutal attack against two NYPD officers. One of the suspects has now been indicted by a grand jury. This comes amid a report that some of the other suspects have been arrested in Arizona. That report coming from Fox News, which says that, quote, several men believed to be migrants who were arrested, then fled New York City, were apprehended at a bus station in Phoenix. Uh, no kind of this guy. The attorney for Yohenry Brito not saying much. Brito is right now the only suspect to be arrested and held on bail in connection to the assault on two police officers. He was in court in connection to two prior misdemeanor charges. He's also now the only one to be indicted by the Manhattan Grand Jury, at least so far. The district attorneys may be bringing new charges, but it's frustrating. It never should have happened. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg presented evidence to that grand jury, which could also lead to new charges for any number of the about a dozen other migrants police say took part in that January 27th attack in Times Square. And according to Fox News, several men, reportedly suspects, were arrested Monday evening in Phoenix, Arizona. Over in the Middle East. Uh, meantime, Israeli intelligence says a fifth of the hostages being held by Hamas in Gaza are dead. That's at least 30 of the remaining 136 hostages being held by the terrorist group. President Biden asked about the state of negotiations. There's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be... Uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. On October 7th and now, you see the closest ever to the destruction of the state of Israel and all those ancestral holy sites that the Jewish people in Israel are protecting. They're all subject to being destroyed like the Taliban destroyed all the sites in Afghanistan. 
the Buddhist sites, thousands of years old. Do we want all these things destroyed? Why should our faith be pushed out of the Middle East? When I got traded here, it, it, it did feel like home. It felt like it was where I was supposed to be. Um, all those names you mentioned, you know, obviously, my dad played with Greece, played with Aylin. Bobby T was the running back coach when he was there. Um, played for Mike. You know, Kyle was in the building all the time. It's just the whole thing is like the second generation of all of those uh, teams that my dad was on. And so it definitely feels like home for me. I know I'm blessed to be with, around a lot of great players around me. Um, and so right now it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and try to get that third ring. And then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven, but seven seems like a long ways away still. I don't want to look back at my career and say I regret how I went out there and performed every single day, if that's working out, if that's watching film, whatever it is. Um, and if I give everything I have, I can be satisfied with the results, and that's what drives me every single day. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. Hey, Jude, don't be afraid. You were made to. That's right, folks. Welcome back to the Harry Harrison Beatles Breakfast. Eddie's Kazari, favorite show here on WNEWFM. Oh, cool. Play, play yeah. the Hollies. Uh, <laughs> so, there is uh, some significance before we get to all that stuff in the open, which 
includes what MSNBC is describing this morning as an embarrassing day for Mike Johnson and the House. The Biden stuff, Hamas, Israel, a great, great little narrative there for Mark Levin. And you heard from two big stars playing in this Sunday Super Bowl, Christian McCaffrey from San Francisco and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. But the reason why we started with Hey Jude this morning, Lou Ruffino, is why? The day the Beatles arrived in New York at Kennedy Airport. How huge was that? Pretty big. Friday, I think that was a Friday, and they appeared two days later on Ed Sullivan. That was a big one. Yes. The great uh, Topo Jeju. That's a crazy, there's a crazy story to that song. How many people were at uh, Kennedy Airport when the Beatles landed that day? (laughs) Was that like packed with Beatles fans when they did land from Liverpool or? Yeah, it was, no, it was a big event. Yeah. It was a big event because everybody was waiting. Yeah. That was from what I was reading. You know, I was having this uh, long Beatles discussion with my wife, Danielle, a couple days ago. She grew up in, uh, in a household, her stepfather, Peter, who to this day lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and her late mom, who was killed when my wife was just eight years old, Carol, they were, uh, that was the Woodstock era, you know. And everybody loved the Beatles back then, but um, I guess her parents didn't. So she never grew up in a household where they played the Beatles. You know, they played the records back then, Fleetwood Mac, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, the Allman Brothers, but not a big Beatles deal. And I love the Beatles. I believe it all began with the Beatles. I don't care how many chords. If I hear that one more time, the least difficult song to play are the Beatles song. They're all one chord. I'm not a musician. I don't know what that means. I just know that almost every song they did was great. But she said to me the other day, she goes, you know what? I'll tell you something else. This was in Israel. She goes, you love the Beatles. Because let me ask you this, Sydney. If you had a guess, just take a guess. We don't know the answer. He's long dead, thanks to Mark David Chapman. But if you had to guess what John Lennon would say about this Israel-Hamas war today, what do you think he would say? And I said, oh, my God, you're right. He would definitely be sensitive to the Palestinians. Well, he'd say peace. Peace, right. Of course. And I'd want to punch him across his face.